You are now tuned in to Two Studs in a Pod with a dynamic duo of Blaze and Meech, a podcast giving you a candid glimpse into the world of super terrific uber dykes, but you can call us studs. This week, we're discussing our experience as studs in the male-dominated world of the barbershop. We're diving into what our first experience was like sitting in a chair, how we go about finding somewhere in someone that's LGBTQ plus friendly, and most importantly of all, what our girl's reaction is when we walk in the door with that dope boy fresh fade. Let's get into it. Meech, drop the beat. Two studs in a pod, good people. It's your boy Blaze and the homie Meech. Before we get into our usual weekly recap, we would like to take a minute to thank everyone that's been rocking with us. Your comments, your likes, your listens are seen and we are feeling the love. Our goal is to be relatable and entertaining while also providing a place of community for everyone out there like us. So we hope you are feeling the love in return. This week, we're talking about being a stud in the barbershop and the experiences we have had. But before we get into it, let's do a quick check-in. Meech, how's life been treating you since we last linked? Man, life has been good. I cannot complain. Been getting a lot done, a lot accomplished, feeling good about life, reading some interesting books. Oh yeah, what books have you been reading? Um, I read read The Artist's Way. Um, I read uh, The 33 Laws of War. That was a pretty good book. It's by the same guy who wrote The 48 Laws of Power. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So this was another book of his. And um, another book called The Seed of the Soul. I read that like maybe two years ago, but I had to revisit it. You know, New Year, trying to make sure I stay focused. Um, you know, not just on physical health, but on mental health, too. You know, trying to make sure I get my meditation in and all that good stuff. So how's life been to you? Uh, life's been good. I can't complain. I mean, work is uh, super busy right now, but, uh, you know, just been trying to make it through the day to get through that and enjoy uh, life, you know, still. Our puppy graduates soon, so that's exciting. And as you know, we're getting ready to go on this vacation, so I've been trying to get uh, back into a serious workout. I started working out a little bit here and there, but um, not as serious as I need to. So I'm definitely trying to get there. Um, I started reading, uh, a book called Dicks and Donuts and (laughs) not quite sure, uh, how I feel about that book yet, but I'm sure that'll be a topic of a discussion (laughs) coming up soon because there's a lot of interesting tidbits in that book about studs that, I don't know how true they are, but... <laughs> okay, I might have to, <laughs> to get into that so we can have a good combo about it. Yes, but um, other than that, um, I actually did just get um, a haircut, <laughs> which oh, is nice. ironic, yes, for the topic today. Um, but, you know, it was uh, it was an experience, Uh it's not the kind of cut that I'm used to or that I've grown accustomed to from back home, but you know, it was okay. What was it like walking into the barbershop for the first time for you, like as a stud? 
I guess so, that would be the only way you walk in, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I had been in barbershops before because I have younger nephews. Mm. Um, you know, so obviously I was just looked at as like the chaperone. Um, but walking into the barbershop as a stud for the first time was a little intimidating, I guess, because, you know, I don't know how they're going to receive me. Mm. So the first time I actually went into a barbershop as a stud was down in Miami. And um, I walked in there and, you know, it's like, I, I actually, I did some research and I was just looking to make sure I got a fresh cut because, you know, the last thing you want is to have a fucked up haircut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I went to, I, I Googled some barbershops. I looked it up. I checked out, you know, the pictures and stuff online and, you know, the name of the spot was Brooklyn Cuts. And I was like, I'm okay, I'm, I'm down. I'm down to go. So I, I walked into the shop and, like, everybody's looking at me. And I'm like, I need a cut. And, like, they're, like, looking around, like, waiting for some little kid or something to walk in behind me. I'm like, nah, like, they're like, what do you want? I was like, a mohawk. So I'm like, okay. So they sent me to the dude in the back. I'm like, oh, God. Like, you know, can he cut or whatever? But, the, you know, like, the, the barbershop seemed cool. Like, it just, I felt like I was back home in New York, you know? Like, everybody was talking shit. They were playing music. You know, it was like I was around the homies from New York. And, you know, it just happened that, like, the owners of the shop were from New York. So, you know, I felt the vibe. You know, the vibes was feeling good. Everybody was cool. But I was more worried about, like, the dude that was going to be cutting my hair. So he had a couple customers ahead of me. And then he had an appointment. So I ended up waiting mad long. I'm getting like nervous, you know, but it was kind of good because I saw him cutting mm-hmm. so I could see his work, you know, mm-hmm. and he actually had a stud come in. And I guess this was the, you know, the popular time for the Mohawks. So he cut, um, he cut her hair into a Mohawk. And then, you know, that kind of made me feel a bit more comfortable because I was like, oh, okay. You know, like there's other studs in the barbershop or whatever. Get same cut. Yeah. Get yeah. Same cut. So yeah. I know Buddy is, is knowing what he's doing. So you know, I get in the chair and um, he just starts cutting my hair. And, you know, like he was talking to me just about whatever. We were just happy, we were chatting, whatever. Everything was good. So like the first first experience was good for me. Um, it wasn't as scary as I thought. I think I, I kind of psyched myself out <laughs> before, you know, like going in there. Like I was worried. But, um, you know, he was like pretty cool. Like he was explaining to me, you know, how to do different cuts and how I want my line and my sideburns and stuff like that. So that that experience wasn't bad. It's just, you know, other experience I've had trying to find a barber. But, I mean, I you know, I came out late in life, so it was like a, a big deal for me to chop, chop my hair off and do that cut. Yeah, because I remember when I met you, you had the long, your hair was long. Yeah, it's it's always been long. And then I was just tired of it, so... And I needed to send out that bat signal, like, hey, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Stud here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Single, ready to mingle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, as you know by now, I came out way early, like, in high school. And I cut my hair in high school. So my hair's been short like this since then. So, oh, okay. yeah, like, my first time... Um, walking into the barber shop. It wasn't really a barber shop. It was a flea. And mm-hmm. I went with a couple of my gay homeboys from from school and because um, I needed to get a cut. And they knew this barber. And she happened to be a stud. 
you know, or a butch. I'm not sure. I'm calling her a stub, but I don't really know what she would have called herself. Not like I really asked her that question, but (laughs) (laughs) um, she was there. And like, she just seemed so cool to me because the whole thing about being a barber was something that attracted me, you know, working for yourself. And then, um, you know, being an adult stud or butch woman, she had girls coming by to see her, you know what I'm saying? And, (laughs) And like just dudes were coming to hang out in her little booth like a little area that she had where her her shop kind of was, you know, however that's mm-hmm. designated in the flea market. But it just seemed cool. And so I would go to her to get my, my hair cut. So it wasn't um, that intimidating. The first time I walked into a male barbershop, um, I was with this girl and she lived down the street from a barbershop. So mm-hmm. when I went to her house, um, one time I needed to get a cut and I just decided to go to that shop. And that, the anxiety of walking in as a stud, not knowing how they were going to react and also not knowing how good the cut was going to be. Right. Because, you know, like you said, you don't know um, what people's skills are and yeah. different people are really good. They can be really good at one style and one type mm-hmm. of hair, but you know, it maybe not so much on another. So I never knew. Um, but it was, it was actually all right. Like when I walked inside, um, it was a smaller barbershop and walked inside, all the barbers were busy and, and they just told me that, um, this guy that was in like the, the back, he would take me next. And so I didn't really get a good chance to watch him work because he was in the back Mm -hmm. of the shop more so but he you know he appeared to know what he was doing and from the people who were walking out I didn't see anybody looking like with a puzzled face you know like what the hell (laughs) just happened to my head so disappointed face right yeah so he called me in and I like didn't even know how to describe what it was that I wanted yeah. Right here, guy. It turned out I wanted a temp fade, blowout, okay, you know, type deal. But I didn't know um, what that would would be uh, be called. So I uh, I just like kind of showed them with my hands and like describe what I wanted, like just shave a little here and a little back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then line me up, and that's what he did. I mean, there was a while there where I was getting a two all around. So, but oh wow, yeah, I was like really, really short. But the blowout that he gave me, I felt all right with it. You know, I mean, I've gotten better cuts since then, but I didn't know that at the time. So mm-hmm. it was, um, it was, it was all right. You know, I can't really complain about the cut so much, especially all these years later. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just, it, the the tough thing is like when you have to switch barbershops and mm. that you know. That when I moved, I ended up going to a different barbershop than the first one I went to. And, you know, there was a young cat in there and he had the same kind of hair like I have. So I figured, you know, he could probably do the style. But when I had the mohawk, it was easy because it was like, I just want a mohawk. Right. But, you know, then I wanted to start growing my hair out. So he he worked with me because I had to go through those ugly stages and whatnot um, to grow back out into like a little curly fro. And in that barbershop, like, I, I could feel the vibes. Like, my barber was cool, but mm-hmm. the other guys, like, they 
Like, mm. I, you know, they, they didn't really acknowledge me. They didn't really talk to me when I walked in the shop. So that was kind of like, you know, I, you know, I would make appointments and wait outside until he came and then oh, wow. go outside. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I felt like, um, you know, I think the, the owner of the shop was a Caribbean dude and you know how they feel about the life. So, you know, I think that may have had something to do with it. I don't know, you know, so. But then I went into the shop another day and he wasn't there. And, I, you know, I was texting him on calling him. He wasn't responding. You know how the barbers can be. Mm-hmm. So there was an older gentleman in there and he seemed real cool. He was really nice to me. He was talking to me. We were having a good conversation. And, you know, I asked for Buddy and he was like, oh, I haven't seen him in a while. I think he, you know, he got caught up something. So I'm like, damn. So I was like, all right. I just, you know, at this point I had like a big fro like a curly fro and I just wanted a blowout and I wanted him to trim it down a little bit and I tell the guy like you know just cut it down like an inch oh my god when I tell you this dude he cut my hair down to an inch oh my god I and it took me so long to like grow it back out you know after going through those ugly stages with the mohawk and I had a big ass fucking curly fro and he cut it down to an inch I was Heated, like heated. I don't think that's I, I, anything. I can't even... <laughs> oh, sorry. I was about to say I don't think there's like anything worse than that. Like when they misconstrue what it was that you asked for, and right, you know what they're giving you. You know, oh yes. Yeah, I mean, I looked like the old school lesbians, like the very older crew that used to have like the little short curly finger wave type curl oh, like yeah. it, was, it was a bad cut i was getting complimented by all the older <laughs> lesbians oh my god like if you yeah. saw this movie i just watched um the watermelon woman which the movie's uh-huh. from like 1996 like all the um dykes and and studs and femmes and everything in, the, in that had that kind of haircut yeah you know that short like <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's what he had envisioned because he was older. So I guess, you know, that's what he knew as how the the studs or the dykes or whatever, like their haircut put. I was so mad. Mm. No, no. The, yeah. um, I've had issue where, because like I'll get a fade, but I don't want, or even with my 10 fade, I don't want it. I want it as low as it can go, but without skin where it needs mm-hmm. to be faded at. And sometimes they don't understand. They won't get that. That's why my old barber was so valuable because I didn't even have to mention anything. Um, I think I was, there was one time when I had a barber and like you, actually maybe even twice where I, like the barber seemed cool, but um, actually, no, the barber wasn't really that cool. He was just good at what he did. Like he could really, really cut, mm-hmm. but it was, um, it was uncomfortable going to him. Like I felt like he treated me funny because I was gay and I'm a stud, you know, especially. So, um, you know, I felt like maybe he didn't give me the same respect that he would to a, to a dude, you know, even though I was a customer, you know what I'm saying? Like in a paying customer and a well tipping customer. Um, that was, that was that situation. I wasn't at that barbershop long, but there was another time where the barber was great in the shop. The people in the shop, I don't know, they were like iffy, you know, like I would walk in and they wouldn't really say anything. And I mean, I had been going there for a while. So 
I mean, I don't think we should be best friends or anything, but if you see me every two weeks for a year, right. I would think, Elisa, hello, good morning, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's like like the last barbershop that I had found in Miami, like after all these years that I got comfortable in and was getting cuts regularly. You know, everybody would say what's up. Like even, you know, if I didn't know the barber, you walk in a barbershop, you give everybody a pound, you give everybody that. You know, because everybody there just, you know, would converse and we would talk shit. And it was more like, you know, a, a chill vibe. And I, I never got any bad vibes from that shop, you know. So, but I had seen that happening in other shops. And like the one shop where the, the guys didn't speak to me, like they would dap up everybody else that came in the shop. But me, mm. I'm like, I don't need to be your friends. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be respectful. You know, I was brought up to be respectful and say what's up to people. But. It's cool, you know. I can wait for my barber. <laughs> right, like like you said, we're not. I'm not here to be friends. Right. Um, usually, what happens? Maybe it probably doesn't happen so much to you, but it happens to me is that they um, often think that I'm a dude anyway, oh, and okay. then maybe they realize that I'm not. Like maybe I wear a different shirt to go get my my haircut. Like maybe a t-shirt mm-hmm. instead of like coming straight from work. And because when I'm at work, you know, I'm wearing a button down, things like that. But when I, if I went in in the morning time, I'd just be wearing a T-shirt. And maybe, you know, my chest is more obvious. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of um, would throw them off. But a lot of times they just think I'm a dude. Like even with this recent haircut, he kept calling me sir and buddy and oh. king. And, you know, like yeah. everything that we do is a <laughs> reference to a guy. And yeah. even cut my hair like that, like my line is definitely a, a male haircut. But I mean, it just it happens. I mean, it probably doesn't really happen to you like that, right? No, nah, usually they get confused, you know, they're not sure. Because I think, you know, um, one of my barbers was telling me that they're taught to cut women's hair a, st- a different way, like when it comes to shaping it. Mm. Um, so, you know, if I would want like a blowout, then, you know, they would be like, do you want your size to a point or, you know, and then when I tell them like, I want it lined up or I want it lined up a certain way, they look at me like confused because I I guess I don't look as masculine. And then, I mean, even when I had the short hair though, like they would still like, just, you know, want to give me like the same haircuts that they would give like a feminine woman with, with short hair. Mm. And I'm like, nah, you know, like I want, you know, I want a dope boy fresh haircut. Like, <laughs> I'm a, I'll show you the picture. That's exactly how I want it. I want the line and everything like that. And that's where I struggle in the barber shop. So, you know, finding a new barber is hard. It's, you know, it's it's difficult. It's yeah. like a, you know, finding a a doctor or, you know, like it's important. Yeah. I walk around like this. Exactly. I mean, one of my biggest um, anxieties about moving was getting rid of my, was having to leave my barber. I get rid of him, but having to find a new one. And right. um, like even this recent haircut, like I said, like it was okay, but I don't know. I guess, you know, knowing that there's a, a different line per se for masculine versus feminine when they're doing the haircut. I yeah. feel like maybe my old barber used to have a nice blend of the two when he right. did my line and it wasn't so stark in one direction. 
Kind of, this guy, I don't know, but I also looked at pictures that he of haircuts that he's done, and it seems like that's just his lineup, like how he does his lineup, no matter what haircut he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I need to have a barber here where I'm at, so I may go back to him because I have too much going on in the next couple of weeks where I can't um, not get a haircut. You know what I'm saying? So, right. You can't be looking crazy on that cruise. Right. On that but vacation. I'm like, I, <laughs> I know. It was just weird. I felt like everybody in that shop felt like I was a dude. Like there was women in the shop doing women's hair, like putting in weaves and braiding and stuff like that. And I think they just all felt like I was a dude and they reacted like I was some new guy in the in the barber shop. Oh, okay. Which was a little a little weird. No, I'll tell you a funny story. Um so, you know, I came back to New York. Obviously I had to find a new barber because I wasn't getting cuts when I was out here. But um you know the shop I went to was a, a dude who had the shop since he was in high school and he was a couple years ahead of me. So I'm like, I, you know, I kind of know the dude. I feel comfortable going to his shop. So I went with my nephew and they ignored me in the shop, you know, like they just thought I was chaperoning. <laughs> but, you know, it's obvious if you look at me, like I have, you know, the sides of my hair shaved. And even if it's growing in, like I, I still, you know, need a cut. So I went to, you know, they had like a little baby stud in there. And I sat in her chair um, after, you know, eventually I was like, yo, I need a cut. Like, I'm not just sitting here. Both of us needed cuts. So they sent me to her and, um, you know, my hair is is kind of long, you know, it's a ponytail. And she's looking at me and I'm like, she's like, what do you want? I was like, you know, I want a blowout fade. And she's like, like a blowout, like a Dominican blowout. And I'm like, what? Like, no, I don't like, I would have went to the salon for that, you know, like. I want the same haircut you got. Like, what do you call that? You know? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, a blow-off fade. I'm like, yeah. So I was was nervous. I mean, she did an okay job. I could tell she had probably just started cutting hair or whatever. But, you know, I would think that, you know, stud recognized stud or, you know, a masculine presenting woman would recognize that. But I I couldn't go back after that because I just was like, I need to find, like, a, a master barber that really knows what he's doing. Yes, that's how I feel still. I mean, this is only the second shop that I've gone to. And um, I I just, I don't know. Like The first one was horrible. This one was better than the first one, but the first one was horrible. It wasn't even the, the vibe in the shop, even though that was a little off, but I don't think it was off because they recognized that I was gay. I think it was more so just it was off because it was off. You know, it just didn't oh. feel um, like a good vibe. But I needed to get a cut. Like, I, I felt like I can't keep driving to Miami to go get a haircut. So oh. I gave it a shot, and I ended up with one of the worst haircuts in my life. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was traumatized. That's probably why it's taking me so long to get a haircut now. Yeah, I got a pretty bad cut up there, too, because I was up there for a couple, like, two months. And uh, that's the reason why I ended up growing my hair back out when I got to New York. That was the last haircut I got before I left for New York. And I was embarrassed. I was I was walking around with hats on and scarves, and it was it was just a bad fucking cut. And I showed Buddy the picture, and I'm just like, how do you not, how can you not 
If you couldn't do it, just, you know. Just say that. Send me to somebody else or, you know. But why fuck me up? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt. Like, I showed him the, I showed him the picture. What's even worse is that my girl was with me because she wanted to get a design cut in the back of her head. And Mm -hmm. so she didn't catch my signals to her of saying, let's not do that. You know, like, he already fucked me up. There's no right. <laughs> there's no need for you to go go down, too, you know? <laughs> but she was so excited about getting her hair cut that she just didn't catch that. So she hopped in his chair and showed him the picture. And I had already convinced her into picking something that wasn't so intricate. She wanted, mm-hmm. like, a lotus blossom in the back of her head or something. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, let's try some lines first and see how he handles that. So that's what she picked out of the line design and showed it to him. So I'm watching him cut this in the back of her hair. And I'm like, mm. I don't quite think that's what she was looking for. Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm not sure because I don't know if she done showed him a different picture or whatever. Right. So she gets done and I see the look on her face when he shows her the back of her head in the mirror. And I'm like, that is not what she was looking for. <laughs> that is not her happy face. For real. <laughs> so I was just like, man, let's pay and get the hell out of here. And grant granted the two haircuts for the two of us. And even the tip that I gave him, cause I was like, this buddy, he never getting more money from me. You might not mm-hmm. make a lot of money as a barber period. Right. If you cut like this, so I was like, <laughs> here, you know, blessings upon you, I'm out. But as soon as we walked out that door, I was like, is that what you asked for? And she was like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, me neither. So we're not coming back here. You're trying to find a barber is weird. Like, yeah, it feels weird anyway. But and then when they walk in, they're like, Come sit down, King. Here you go, sir. Okay, buddy. King. Yeah, boss. Oh, that's what he kept calling me, boss. Oh, boss. Like, yeah, boss. Because I'm trying to be friendly and right. strike up a conversation because like, you could potentially be my new barber. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm used to um, having a discussion about something when yeah. I'm at the barber. And I haven't had money discussions because. Um, I've been going to like new shops and some of my barbers don't speak English so it's just like show them the picture and I would think you know a lot of the the his, Hispanic cat like boys out here have the same cut so I, I'm just like I want what, what you got right. <laughs> it's not that difficult just cut it that way but that's the other thing like I figure because my hair is more Spanish-y. You know, I try to go to a Spanish barbershop, but those were horrible. Like, I got there at 5.30 and they were like, yeah, we're booked up. Oh, wow. Like, it's 5.30. Yeah. And then I went to another barbershop. By the time I got to that one, it was probably 6. Mm-hmm. And he had a kid in the chair who was about done. And then another, like, a couple was sitting there, like a girlfriend with her boyfriend or something. He was waiting to get a cut. So I'm like, oh, good. I'll get to see his work. And, mm-hmm. you know, then get my cut. So then um, I'm waiting and he looks up and he's like, oh, yeah. He was like, after him, I'm I'm closed. Oh, wow. You know, I was so hot by that time. I was like, yo, I cannot get a fucking haircut in this place. Yeah. So 
wifey to the rescue. She found a black barbershop and that's where I got this current haircut. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a process, man. It's it's tough. I don't think that, you know, the femmes or I don't know, like other people understand how much of a process it is for us and we got to go through all these right. things to get, you know, it's bad enough, you know, we're, or not bad enough, but I mean, it's bad enough people judge us because we're studs, but then, you know, we have to make sure our haircuts look right. And then we got to worry about, is the barber good? Not only are they going to judge us in the shop, but is he, does he know what he's doing? Right. Or she. Right. <laughs> So we're already being judged by our looks. Now we're being even further judged by our looks, especially if we don't have a cut, you know? Right. Yeah, like, you're looking real shabby. I know my girl be trying it, like, because I haven't gotten a haircut in, like, a month. And she's like, um, you know, you're going to go take the boys to get a haircut? (laughs) Is that your hint? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... She, she, my girl doesn't really uh, press me about getting a haircut so much. She just wants to make sure that I'm not going to cut my hair off or cut it all the way down to a two again. Oh, yeah. Or in her words, God forbid, let it grow out into that ponytail mess that I had <laughs> that one year. <laughs> so... As long as I don't do that, then she's good. But I'll tell you what, when I come home with a fresh cut, even this crazy cut, um, she's all over me again. <laughs> Maybe fronting like is no big deal, but when you come in with that fresh cut, boy. yep. It's like an aphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that cut. Yeah. So um if you happen to be in the in central Florida or what's your area? Me? Oh, tri-state area, yes. New York. And you're a barber, and you're looking for clients. Please feel free to reach out via email or hit us in a DM because we need barbers. And we I sure pre- do. I would prefer a stud barber. You know, I'm here to help my people. So Yeah, we, we definitely here to support. Or yeah. even if you're LGBTQ plus friendly. Right, right. We'll be down. Yes. I mean, um, not to say that my barbers haven't been uh, LGBTQ plus friendly, but, right. you know, there's nothing like knowing that for sure or them being family themselves. So that would be amazing. <laughs> If somebody reached out. Yes, please reach out. I will drive. <laughs> I don't care. I will take the train in two subways if I have to get to you. If you're that good, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. For me to say I would drive, I mean, I have to drive, but let's see how far <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many barbershops around here, you know, so I'm hoping that somebody reaches out. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yes. And on that note, we're going to end it here. If you need a little more stud in your life, you can find us on IG and Twitter at Two Studs in a Pod. 
That's where you'll find some of our stud-centric content. We welcome any and all feedback, or if you have any questions or comments, feel free to slide in DMs or shoot us an email at twostudsinapod at gmail.com. That's T-W-O studsinapod at gmail.com. We may select your question or comment to share on an upcoming episode. Two Studs in a Pod is available on podcast platforms everywhere, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Gratitude is always the attitude. So we want to say thank you for lending us your ear. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.